Good morning. Uh, as I was introduced, I'm Dominic Berg, and I'm Associate Commissioner at the City of New York's Department of Information Technology and Telecommunications, and we just call it Do It for, for short. Um, until I was asked to speak as a City of New York leader uh, about how we reach our customers, I never really thought to compare what my team goes through and the bureaucracy that, that we work in on a daily basis. I never really thought to compare it to a, a lean startup. However, Doit has been increasingly challenged to, to deliver quickly for its customers. And for too long, the tech industry has been changing at an exponential rate, yet Doit has relatively re remained the same. And we've changed, but, but we we've, we've, haven't really kept up. But we are now retooling to be more in sync with our customers, and we're trying to turn the super tanker of NYC government so that we can reach our customers better. Doit was formed in 1994 and comprises 1,500 employees that are spread out through nine divisions. So there's a lot of inertia and sailors that are, that are on this ship. And the group that I run is the NYC Gov Lab and Studio, and it is comprised of the user experience team, the business analysis team, uh, solution design that manages our customer relations management product, um, quality assurance, and our NYC Gov um, portal and strategy team. And we are put together to continue pioneering a user-centered and iterative approach to our projects that we started four years ago. So um, my group is actually relatively new, and I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. But um, what we're trying to do is also break down the silos that are, that are between our teams and, and try to be more flexible so that we can roll out projects in two to three months as opposed to one to three years. So in other words, we're trying to figure out how to be the entrepreneurs that we apparently are, according to the, the Lean Startup book. However, the municipal government uh, really is a special snowflake when you stack it up against other sectors that have entrepreneurs, whether it is variable budgets, civil service laws that restrict our talent flow, procurement rules that tie hands behind our back, or competing visions from various agency heads, or the quickly shifting political landscape and events that happen at, at the local level, uh, or the changing administrations, you know, and the visions of, from one mayor to another. Figuring out how to navigate this mammoth municipal government of New York City, I think puts my team in a special category of entrepreneurs that I think of as munichapreneurs. Those of us who are entrepreneurs in a municipal government sector. Now, I know that that's probably a lot, doesn't roll off the tongue easily, but you can say it three times to yourself, um, but I thought I would give it a shot. Uh, so at Doit, we have two main customer bases. We have our agencies that we provide IT services and support to, and then we have the constituents of New York City. And those are the residences, business, businesses, or, or, the, or the visitors. And four years ago, our agency customers were applying peak pressure on us to deliver solutions more quickly. And we had to respond. So my team at the time, I was running the project management office, we started a cross-division and, and functional initiative to implement Agile Scrum. And it was really our first significant step into delivering more leaner services for our customers. And a year into its implementation, coincidentally, we started 
learning about human-centered design. And we, I know some of you may already, I'm sure a lot of you know what Agile Scrum is, but for, um, for those of you who aren't familiar with human-centered design, it's a framework of methods and tools that promote a highly collaborative, visual, hands-on, user-centered approach to deeply understand users' needs, challenges, and, and behaviors. We find patterns, we develop ideas, and we focus on a minimum viable product to prototype our ideas. So we had no idea that HCD, human-centered design, and Agile were going to be a perfect complement to each other to learn and execute our projects with at the same time. So with prototyping, uh, it has provided a faster and more precise method for delivering usable products, which I'll talk about a few of in, in a minute. But beyond methods, there is a cultural change in play too. As I alluded to before, Duet's commissioner recognizes that technology has changed at breakneck speeds, but Duet has lagged behind, and this has to change. So late last year, Duet started to go through the largest reorganization that the agency has seen, at least since I have arrived 14 years ago. And what's really big about the vision that underlies it is that my group, the NYC Gov Lab and Studio, really, really embodies what that vision is. And it is to embrace client centricity, meet our agency customers where they are, and work with them to solve their business problems, uh, rather than just trying to you know, give them our in-house technology solutions. We're going to be taking a leaner approach to everything we do. We need to be able to work differently and be adaptable, such as eliminating boundaries in, in how we work. So we're going to explore crossover opportunities for siloed functional areas so our teams can be more nimble and better understand one another and allow us to test more in an agile scrum method and teams. And we're going to find ways to innovate. Uh, a solution architecture team has been, has been started that is going to work more closely with our agency customers and really address what I was saying before, address those business problems and try to figure out what's the right, right fit for them. Um, also applying our human-centered design is you know, another way that, that, we're, that we're being innovative. So since uh, using Agile Scrum and human-centered design on our projects, we have applied the, this hybrid approach to a number of projects over the last couple of years. But we're also enabling the rush to use cloud services, such as WordPress hosting. We're setting up a contract so that our agency customers that want to, want to have their own microsites, that they can go to a place that's been vetted by our security team. And we've, sh we've sharpened our tools through this work as well by using visual uh, customer journey maps so we can see customers' pain points along their journeys visualizations where we draw out ideas that, that we have so we can really see what they would look like, service blueprints to understand all the different touch points that a customer is experiencing uh, throughout their whole, pro their whole experience in, in, a, in our process, um, storyboards so we can visualize ideas from beginning to end, and many more. This is you know, just to name a, a few tools. So we've asked how far and into, and into what service areas can we apply our practice. And we have found that so far there's really no limit. Uh, an example of a financial empowerment opportunity that, that we've used our human-centered design framework with is with the Office of Labor Relations and their Deferred Compensation Plan Unit, those that run our, they run our 401k. Like many of our agency customers, they came to us with a solution in mind. 
they wanted a mobile app to get more people, especially younger people, to save for retirement. They wanted fun-like games so that it would engage their younger people and then they'd be hooked and then you know, they'd stop spending money on beer and they would start investing in their, in their 401ks. So we asked them to take a step back with us and to really think about this and they, they agreed. And so we went through a human-centered design exercise and collaboratively we built a great prototype of a mobile app, um, had a great game idea about saving from, you know, and really growing from, from where you are we tested it on users, and nobody liked it. Or at least they didn't like it enough that they should invest in creating you know, some native apps. So what we learned, though, is that the off it wasn't just that the offline process was difficult. If you downloaded an app, you then had to wait until you actually could be enrolled in the program. So you couldn't just start, start investing immediately, and this was really frustrating to users. So what we found is that mobile apps don't get people to save. Technology doesn't get people to save. It's other people, that's what gets people to save. And the Deferred Compensation Plan has a terrific seminar, and their recruitment at these seminars to get people to sign up for the plan are through the roof. So that's where they needed to invest. So we failed. We failed in the, in the design phase, but it was very valuable and very cheap. And the agency didn't spend a big chunk of money to miss their, miss their goal. So we like to share this story with people, especially our taxpaying constituents in the, in the city. Uh, another case study, we've been iterating for a while on um, our mobile 311 app. And for those of you who aren't from New York, 311 is a phone number you can call to get city services. You can make complaints about loud businesses. And we've been trying to provide more channels into, into 301. So our app, we've been iterating on over the last five years. And our product team decided that we should do something and apply our human-centered design techniques um, with more recent data. So uh, using data from an annual customer survey, behavior science studies, and feedback that we have been getting through the app, uh, we decided that we were going to um, take on the challenge of redesigning the app. And we created three customer personas, an angry customer, an elderly person, and someone that just wanted to get in and out for, for quick information. And through a series of exercises intended to understand the underlying behavior of these personas, we came up with a ton of ideas. And actually, the elderly persona gave us the most ideas. And so as part of the redesign, we added more feedback mechanisms and options for people to transition out of the app. And we created a visual model so people could read less. The ideas were selected and prioritized for further testing with end users. And this team has worked, has come so far together. They used to you know, say, well, I don't think we can do this. But they have evolved from um, can't do it to let's try it this way. And they are continuing to iterate on this app However, we're also preparing for a very big revamp in our um, CRM system. So the app will be changing again in a year. Uh, another example of improving access to city information is our recent launch of our open data product. And open data it provides everyone access to about 17, 1,700 data sets in the city for free. And it is a way for us to put government transparency into, into practice. And we had been contemplating a rebranding since 2015, since the old portal was more about the program and those that are familiar with the idea of open data. 
And we wanted to make it open data for all. And the civic tech community asked us that if we were going to rebuild it, that they want to rebuild it with us. And that's what we did. So through two three-hour workshops with end users who weren't as familiar with, with open data, we took a collaborative approach and agreed on the goal, um, as well as trying to understand you know, and, and concentrate our, our feedback channel. And our goal was to, for people to understand what open data is for them. For me, a city, you know, city a New Yorker who works or, or lives in the city. Um, we started with buckets of research, and we were able to, to start confirming that a lot of the feedback we had been getting and synthesizing um, was that we were on target and that we needed to change the content strategy on, on the site. So after the, the workshop, the next step was to was turning the content visualizations into a rich prototype. We got the right people in the room and we made the right decisions on the fly in just a couple of hours. And my team used a new web framework as well as developed a new WordPress theme and we built out the site in, in five days. At the meantime, the, the content owner was, was creating content that we would then test on, on users. And what we found is that there were some problems in the navigation. Um, engage versus contact us really didn't, didn't make sense. People didn't like, like learning about open data through videos, especially videos that used a lot of government lingo. So we created a more simple way to encourage people to just try it out as a way to teach them how to use the open data site. And we have gotten really great feedback both from the open data community and after the launch of it in, in March, we also um, did a lot of socializing and trying to teach our more novice customers about, about open data and how it, can, how it can help them. So in phase two, we'll add more, we'll add more bells and whistles. So we're working across agencies to, to share best practices and tools to break down silos to serve our constituents better. And Do It knows that to react to the outside, we have to change from the inside and, su and support our partner agencies in their efforts to do so as well. Across many agencies, but especially at Do It, the Mayor's Office of Operations, the Mayor's Office of Technology Innovation, we are using, promoting, and teaching user-centered product development tools both internally and to our agencies. This work in some is proving to be a real cultural catalyst and is part of the force behind Do It reorganizing to create leaner teams. And we know there's, there, there's broad recognition that if we want, to do things, want things to be different, we have to do things differently. Do It's reorganization is a concrete example of what this means. We're not a new startup. We need to deconstruct barriers to keep us to, to help us adapt and to find the right talent and build new capacities to reach our customers effectively. It's rarely, rarely, um, in, in government, it's rare that when you, to break through barriers, you have to really actually methodically deconstruct them. And our reorganization is going to help us do that. So that as munichpreneurs, still have a hard time saying it, especially when I don't, haven't had any water, um, we can work in partnership with our agencies, agency customers, to help them provide user-centered services. In other words, we're ready, willing, and able to deliver the tools that make this the greatest city in the world in which to live, work, and visit, and play. Thank you. <laughs>